Now, as most of you know, the show is lighthearted and usually stays away from serious issues. While this episode will be no exception, I'd find it a crime if I completed my episode on this flick without mentioning some of the pain involved in the process of making this masterpiece. Richard Donner's 1976 film The Omen may be one of the most impactful movies in American culture. The film focuses around its main character, Robert Thorne, portrayed by actor Gregory Peck. In the beginning of The Omen, Robert and his wife lose a baby during childbirth. His wife was unbeknownst to the death of their child after delivering the baby due to her post-labor state. After that, we're greeted with a scene that takes place with the priest, and he recommends to Mr. Thorne that he should, for lack of better terms, swap out the child with the baby who was also born that evening, but lost his mother during birth. Thorne takes the priest's offer and raises the boy with his wife for years in what seems to be pure bliss. The bliss becomes a nightmare when their boy's demeanor becomes beyond capricious. Soon, strange events and deaths start happening all around the family with lingering suspicion that always points to their sweet boy, Damien. Robert eventually finds out that Damien is the actual Antichrist and is forced to kill the boy. I can't express enough how deeply this movie touched largely religious public in 76. The devil taking over your child was a real fear, and the omen delivered an actual possibility for scared mothers whose worst fear was losing their baby to Satan. Regardless of the controversy, the film managed to gross over $60 million at the box office, well superseding their $3 million budget. Now, in my personal opinion, what made this movie so real was unfortunately pain. The movie's lead actor, Gregory Peck, lost his real-life son, Jonathan, to suicide just weeks before filming this movie. For the life of me, I couldn't imagine having the temerity to make a movie about killing my son just weeks after my real son died. But he did. Those close to Peck urged him to fall into his career and try to work after losing his son. And without a doubt, Peck delivered and gave one of the best acting performances I've ever seen in a movie. And it still baffles me. I lost my own father to suicide and I remember the pain involved. It has to have been just an iota of what he felt. Myself, I'm a father of three, father who gets nervous when his kids are on a trampoline or too close to the water or leave the house without a jacket couldn't imagine what Gregory went through you can see the pain in his performance and the omen would have never worked without it in my opinion I don't want to focus the whole episode on a sad note but we couldn't discuss the movie without talking about this it just felt wrong so we're leaving all our feelings at the door and it's time for us to hop right in on our take of the omen Gregory Peck, and this is a sloppy horror podcast. Boom. <laughs> What's up, boys and girls? It's Christian Ramey. I am not Gregory Peck, and this is the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I'm here with the best Boom. producer in the world, Ozark Mark. What's going on? Now hear me. This is the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I've given you five minutes. And then you've got five minutes. <laughs> If you guys know what we're talking about today, obviously, because you clicked the damn button. Talking or... about Gregory Beck, bitch. Yep. In The Omen. Alrighty? The, the Omen. Omen. So, unless this music, or unless this episode just came on after another episode, you clicked on this on purpose. So you know what we're talking about. This movie is one of the best movies in the horror genre. It is a pillar. It really is, okay? Well, if you're going to talk about pillar, because you said, you know, you want to talk about the pillars of horror. I do. This season, correct? 
I do. Well, Mark. Uh, this uh, omen picture <laughs> is one of the most solid pillars. Like this motherfucker ain't you ain't breaking this pillar down. Nobody. This pillar is gonna be around. Like you know the Colosseum in Rome, how some <laughs> of that shit's still there. This is the pillar of a horror. It's going to be there for, like, fucking ever. It will be there forever, Mark. And you know why you think that? Why do you think that is? Let me see. Probably because it's based on the, uh, like, like George Carlin said, America's favorite theatrical prop, <laughs> the, the Bible. Yes. Angels and Demons is, like, the biggest, longest-lasting tale there ever was in humankind. Yeah, it's right. all, it, that's going to freak people out all the time, especially in 1976. And another great part about this is it's an actual film. So you talk like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, The Shining. The reason some of these older films did well, when horror turned a corner, we'll say, obviously the beginning of time, then you had your hammer flicks that were going on in the 50s, 60s, you know, your you know Vincent Price style, uh, Christopher Lee, Dracula, that kind of stuff. Then we talk about how you get into the 60s movies, and that's when directors, even musicians, like musical artists didn't have to sing what was written for them anymore. Movie directors didn't have to follow the script that was handed to them. They were able to make their own thing. And some actor or some directors took a big shot in making horror, and it wasn't always the normal. So when you had Roman Polanski come with Rosemary's Baby, he was a respected director pretense of that, and this movie was a movie. It wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't like, ah, oh, come see this horror picture. Everybody's scared. There's blood on the walls. Not it at was all. a movie. Yeah, like your mom would like it. Like it's got actors. It has a storyline. It's not over the top. And The Omen, I'm not, it, it wasn't the first. Rosemary's Baby came out before it, but... It definitely falls follows that kind of movie where it's serious. It's a serious movie. It is. And you talk about casting, brother. We have Gregory Peck in the lead role. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love Gregory Peck. It's Mr. Mainly Thorne. because of his voice. Because I love his voice. It has like he has like the ideal voice of like a grandpa. Like a man's man grandpa. Oh, yeah. yeah. If your grandma, every grandma would blow Gregory Peck when he was There's alive. hair on these knuckles, pal. Well, I will show you. You see my knuckles? Yes. That's hair on them. Like, I want that grandpa swag. Everybody respected him. Oh, he yeah. stepped, I mean, he, obviously, he got a big claim to fame and to kill a mockingbird. He was he Atticus could, Finch. He could probably get your grandma's pussy wet again. Oh, dude, my grand. What do you think my grandma's doing right now, dude? My grandma's, you know, flicking her bean, looking at Gregory Peck pictures, because they didn't really have videos back then, so she's going off pictures. But you know, I'm not mad at her. I hope at that age I'm getting freaky, I'm getting down. Mm-hmm. You know, and life's short, man. You got to be banging. Well, of course you got to be banging. Even when you're old, who cares what it smells like? Just keep going. Let's get it weird. <laughs> Who cares what it smells like? You're old. Who cares? You're with your life partner. You've been together forever. You smelled all kinds of smells, you know. So you just you bear through it, and you help that person have a happy life. Sure. When your wife is old and 90, and she wants to bang, and you're 90, you're going to bang her, dude. Of course. Yeah, that's your job. Absolutely. You don't want to be cruel and make her feel unattractive when she's 90. No. You got to make her feel like a hot 90-year-old. I hope by that age I talk like Gregory Peck. Oh, you will. You will. Just start Hello, doing it. Maybe. 
take off your <laughs> panties. <laughs> he, he said in this movie he went, I think you may be too sexy for the White House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, she was drip drip. She was oh, like. she was. She was speechless. She threw the booty back <laughs> in a thunderclap as oh, soon as man. they were off scene. Even probably the actor and actress. I, I I know it too, obviously. I've spun kind of a positive light. And and I didn't mean to make it seem like such a sad intro, but really, man, that's incredible that Gregory's son died of suicide. Now Gregory's son was old. Like he was not like older, I think twenties, maybe thirties, but he killed himself and then shortly before the filming of this and then you're making a movie about like your son that you have to fucking kill that's pretty deep man that's pretty deep there could um, be uh another reason why he had a top-notch performance and it was so believable you know what ozark mark i think you're on to something oh i'm on to something all right i'm always on to something that's why i'm here that's why i'm here and you're there so for the little viewers out there or listeners if you haven't seen the omen what are you doing but if you haven't Pretty not? pretty simple tale. Um, Gregory Peck, he's like a politician in this movie. He's like, he could be, there's many references that he could be president at one point. He becomes like the ambas- the U.S. ambassador of Britain, like over there. I don't know exactly his job title, but he's a big politic guy. He's big into politics. Um, the movie like opens up while they're having a baby. Right, they're at the hospital, and then the doctor comes up to Gregory Peck without his wife and says, like, you know, the baby died. And so he's talking to a priest, and the priest says, look, we have this other boy. Like, the mother died during birth. You could just look at it like a blessing. We'll give you this baby. So, like, unbeknownst to his wife, he brings that baby in. Obviously, once she wakes up from birth and her baby, like, because she was out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, she gets this swapped kid. This kid by the name of Damien, they named it Damien, and this kid is actually the Antichrist, the son of the devil, and everything starts to go awry. Just well, not at first, though. No, because no, if no. you, I, if you, uh, let's say uh, you walk, somebody walks into a room while you're watching like the beginning part of this. It looks like a fucking romantic film. Like, it's all happy music, and they're yeah. all in love, and they're all happy. Life is great. Yes, then I'm it sitting gets here very watching, capricious. I'm like, I forgot it was a horror movie for a second. Mm-hmm. You're very <laughs> but correct. But they do a good job, though, because after they get past all the happy-go-lucky stuff, they go right into it. They do, man. You know what I'm talking about? Probably one of the most iconic scenes in horror as a suicide. Yeah. Because I guarantee you that this scene haunted people. Haunted them. This is a, Mark, this must very, definitely haunted people. It's a very eerie scene. Now, what scene I'm talking about is when they're at Damien. <clears throat> I guess it's like Damien's birthday or something. It is Damien's birthday. Okay. There's been like no horror. The only thing that's kind of creepy is the fact that they swapped the kid. But like Mark said, it goes into this romantic family montage, and there is no lead to the, that this is going to happen. No. no. There is no, no. It's just. Oh. It's a quick. It's a quick. Uh, you're at the top of the roller coaster and you fall. <laughs> okay, you are done. So, what I'm talking about is you've probably seen it in the previews, even if you've never seen this. It's one of the, again, the most probably thought of because I guarantee you this. Also, uh, Christian Ramey. This came out in what year? 1976. 76. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how many years ago? 
ago was that? It's 2021 now. So I'm it's very like 45 years or some shit. Hold on. 40? That's bad math. 45 years? Is it 45 years? Yeah, 2021, 76. Okay, because yes. I'm not going to double check this. Yes, 41. Or, I had yeah. to take I had to take remedial math in college, like back to where they learned the number line. I was that dumb at math. But anyway, so 46 mm-hmm. years ago? Mm-hmm. No. Well, you just get a calculator. No, five. I'm sorry, 45. 45 years yeah, ago. 45 okay. years. So 45 years ago yeah. is when this movie came out. So if you ask anybody who was alive during when this movie came out. You know okay. who was alive? Who was alive? Yes. Yeah, your mom. Right. I guarantee you I could go up. <laughs> I could go up and ask her, hey, do you remember when the first time you saw The Omen? Everybody knows this. And it fucked with a lot of people. Think about this. This is how I look at it. People who are religious, it automatically fucks with them. Yeah, in 1976, that yes. was everyone. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's say, now there are some non-religious people, okay? How's it going to fuck with them? Hmm. And I started thinking thinking about this stuff because this, this hits fear on so many levels. You have the Antichrist, which is, like, one of the scariest things ever mm-hmm. coming to life here. Then you also have, what if, you're, what if you are not religious, but your baby that you have— Ends up being the Antichrist. I think if you're not religious, it almost can be scarier, too, in a way, if you overanalyze it. Because you could really say if you're like somebody who's not religious, but you're not like all the way sewed up in your faith. You're just kind of like or like lack of faith. You're just, you know, open to whatever, but you just currently don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. And you like watch some like exorcism of Emily Rose or the exorcist. And you're like, dog, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe there is some shit, you know, so. I mean, even myself, right. I'm a man of faith. I'm not some, like, crazy Bible thumper knocking on your door. But in the same light, I am a man of faith. So even without it, I feel like it has an element. But with it, obviously, the obvious, the, you know, people are afraid of the devil. But I wonder how many people have watched movies like this that weren't, that didn't have faith, but they watch it like, I don't know what I would do, dog, because I'm I'm not religious. So, like, if right. I saw some demon shit, dude, would it, like, I don't know how I would react, mm-hmm. like, because... So, like, how would you, like, that's another fear is, like, oh, my God, this this could, this has a small, slim chance of possibly happening if religion, if that's true, like, heaven and hell and shit and all that exists, mm-hmm. really exists, don't know. But somebody could have the Antichrist baby. Like, what the fuck would they do then? That's a real fear. And another real fear about this is you have to kill a child. Mm-hmm. Do you think kill? What would you do? Do you think that uh, if I w- you I if one of your children were the Antichrist and you could kill that? Nope, no, nope, I couldn't kill one of my kids. I, I, there's been times where I've thought this before, and mm-hmm. like you know, I do the thing where I'll go in the room with the knife, like Gregory Peck did, and I don't do it, but. <laughs> You know, I think it's partly my fault. I think they're, I'm not pure, so I think, you know, just chip off the old block, if you will. So I couldn't do it myself, but let's be honest, Mark. That's what made it freaky, too, because mm-hmm. you got to kill your fucking kid. Yeah. That's like, that That hits people on a whole different note. Like, not like, hey, you got to kill this other kid. Hey, man, you're fighting in Vietnam, and a kid comes at you with an AK. What are you going to do? It's not that situation. This is your kid. Right. Well, it might make it a little bit easier because it's technically it's an adopted child, but that still isn't going to help much at all. Yeah, I mean, they raised that little motherfucker oh, until he was like four or five. Right. Yeah. So 
Oh, so you you are right. So this lady jumps out. Uh, so what happens is there's this babysitter, his little fucking nanny. Um, she's at this birthday party, and a there's some really great music and scores in this, very seventies. And there's like this little trippy um, kind of music that comes on, and this babysitter just starts staring at this Rottweiler, almost in a trance. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then <clears throat> two minutes later. I'm going to say this bitch because I don't call women bitches, but she's a bitch because she's scary, and it's like, you know what I mean? So this bitch is up top of here on top of this house. I say. Oh, you say the B word? Yeah. That's okay. Well, I have daughters, so it's like weird. I don't like let it fly as much. But it's cool. I meet that in a good way. When I say bitch, I mean beautiful, intelligent, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Uh, Fuck, what's T stand for? I forget. What? Um, Tremendous courageous, honorable. Well, and it's not fair of me to assume that certain girls don't like to be called that because I hear certain girls call themselves bitch all the, all the time. So, oh, yeah. So, whatever. But anyways, this hooer is on the top <laughs> of the hooer. On top this of this whore is on my roof. This lady. She's on top of this fucking roof and she looks down and she says, it's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. And she jumps off, hangs herself right in front of this. I mean, all these kids and shit. Everybody starts freaking out. And Super then, freaky. And then, you know, what's even more eerie is everybody like, it's it's intense. Like for the 70s, this is pretty real yeah. looking. Like the dummy they used is really good. But all it comes right. down to like smash the window like, and all the kids are screaming and, and all that stuff. And then another freaky part is it's realistic, too, because after they're all done screaming, they all stare while she's just floating there. In oh, shock. yeah. Dude, that scene fucked with a whole ton of people. It's still eerie to this day. You think that shit's fucked, it. though, and, and you think it's really fucked when she does that. But then it just goes a step worse, right? So this, like, new nanny comes in and, like, you find out that the dad or the mom didn't call for a new nanny. But this bit, this bitch, she's re- really a bitch. This this fucking lady comes in and says, "Oh, I was sent by the agency. We heard about your old nanny, so they sent me." And this lady, I swear to you, I I'm not afraid of many people. I did. I don't. I mean, this lady's dead now, so rest in peace. She's um, you know, she was a great actress, but holy shit, her name is Billy White Law, not White Claw, White Law. Okay, and I guess she Billy was like a white law. She was like a pinup girl back in the day, but I don't know how because this lady is so scary. She comes in like, "Can I see a boy?" You know, and they're it's like, uh, "Who sent you?" See the child now, dude. This lady, I'm telling it's you, she instantly creepy. And they did a good job with that casting because you know, as soon as she walks in, if you've never seen it, you can tell right when she walks in, like this bitch ain't right. Nah, dog. She's like, seriously, she's nightmare fuel. She is not cool dude, at she is all. Creepy. She gets alone with this little boy. She gets alone with him in there. In his room, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'm here to protect thee." And then there was like that intense, nah, ah, like omen music. Yeah. Seriously, the score to this is intense. There's like a a, a choir to it. Uh, it's intense. The church choir, church music has always been creepy to me, even when it's like the organ, that old school organ. Yeah, you know the one that's always in every church that nobody ever plays. It's just up there. Sounds like the Undertaker's about to come out and it shit. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was hey, when the lights went black. And the Undertaker was coming out. Undertaker. You remember, <laughs> my dude Joe and I always crack up about this, but do you remember Paul Bear that yeah. would come out with the Undertaker and Kane? Yeah. This 
<laughs> Bro, look up look up some old clips from him. Paul Bear from the WWF. And it was really funny. He was like somebody's grandpa. He just loved wrestling and loved kids and like, you know what I mean? But yeah. oh bro. What a dream job <clears throat> for retirement. You know, he's probably retired. Mankind won't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to fucking talk like that for that long without laughing. That's the part that gets me. But Imagine Paul Bear and uh, Gregory Peck in a room together. Hello. I need you to relax. So I hear you are Mr. Paul Bear, is that right? I understand you have an arrangement with The Undertaker. <laughs> I love so, Gregory Peck. I so wish, I'm telling you, I want his voice on a GPS. How big is it Gregory Peck's dick? So how big is his dick? Perfect. He's got he's got a good 18-inch dick, no, Gregory Peck. No, he doesn't. Peck. Yes, he does, dude. No, he doesn't. Gregory Peck has the perfect size penis. Not too big, not too small. The okay. perfect ideal size oh. for a woman. So you went really yeah. romantic on yes, it. I he's did. really the lady's wet dream. Oh, yeah. He's not like coming to... you see to... the way he hugged... Penny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I've been trying to ask you, Ozark Mark, is what do you think his cologne is? Do you think it's a, it's a leather... That's a strong leather. I bet you he smells like a barber shop from the forties. Oh, Everywhere can't buy from it. It's some uh, musk, good musk going on. He probably smells like a brand new pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good smell. He's he's a he's a good, he's just a good role model. Sure. Perfect role for this. I feel bad for the guy. His fucking son died, but no biggie. You yeah. still killed the role. Now here's another weird little fucking tidbit, though. We were briefly talking about in the 70s, I mean, in the 60s, whatever, 70s, you started to have some demonic movies coming out, all right? So you got The Exorcist that came out, and the person who voiced Reagan, uh, Mercedes Mick something, uh, I, I forget the old actress, um, Mercedes McBride, I think is her fucking name. Anyways, this lady, her fucking son... You know, and I don't mean to, I feel bad about it, but I'm just putting it in the air because I'm a horror fan. But her son, who was also a grown man, ended up like stealing a bunch of her money and then like killing his family and then killing himself. Like, what the fuck? And then Gregory Peck's doing the omen. I mean, his son died before the fucking movie, but it's like, it's just weird shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just strange when you lay it out there and you look at it like, I don't know, man. That's just really, that's really unfortunate. And, you know, I don't want to be rude or disrespectful, but it's been many, many years. It's just strange to that. Maybe there's just, you know, you can look at that. That's obviously a little speculative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it makes you think for sure. And uh, you showed me something. I think it was, yes, it was uh, called. Don't tell uh, him that. Cur- don't tell was, him about that. It was, <laughs> it was Cursed Films. I think it was oh. on Shudder. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. what this is, okay, is it's a documentary about cursed, alleged cursed films, mm-hmm. and there's a handful of them. One of them is The Omen, which we're talking Wait, about. Wait, it's right not now. Omen. The Omen, the Omen, dickhead. Listen oh. to me. Well, this is news to me. News to me. Anyway, so they were talking about this cursed film, and there was a lot of fucked up coincidences that were pretty fucked up. That's the only way to explain it. Now. I took the liberty here as your favorite producer in the world, Mr. Ozark Mark. I did the work for you. It's a half an hour documentary. It's on Shutter. It's called Curse Films. If you want to watch it, go ahead. But I wrote <laughs> down the interesting parts, which are in like the first four minutes of it. That's why you sexy as fuck, boy. Yes. 
So I wrote it down here, okay? And um, shit. You know what I did? You wrote it in a quill? No, I totally fucked up. You know how you got red lights everywhere in here? Yeah. I wrote it in red ink. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't see it. I, Hold on a second. It's blood. All right, I got it. It's okay. blood. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just jump right into it because this is, I think these are the main reasons why people think this is a cursed film, okay? But this shit is fucked up. So A nurse film? They had a, a religious advisor on the set, okay? His name was Robert Monger. Mm-hmm. All right. And he basically told them, he's like, yo, if you're dealing with the devil, you know, you're inviting him in and then bad things will happen to you. And then all the direct, you know, the exa- the producers and all that stuff making the film, they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. One in the air, out the other, they say, right? So he's, and then he comes back again. He's like, the devil's trick is to make you think he's invisible. The film is, the film is going to make him visible. That's why the devil didn't want the movie to be made. Now that's an you, interesting concept, though, man. That is it really is. Think deep. about it. Yeah. But just remember those words, because then all this fucked up shit starting to happen. So the first thing that happens is our boy Gregory Peck, right? His plane got struck by lightning on his way to England. Gets struck by lightning. Okay, now it's not cool. It's not cool. It's happened many times. It's not the first time it's happened. Okay, so like, all right, that's a little weird. But then three days later, they're one of the writers, writers, I think his name was like David Seltzer or something, his plane gets struck by lightning. That's strange, boy, that's strange. So within three days, two of the people who are involved with this movie have their plane struck by lightning. Dude, what's that feel like, being in a fucking plane struck by I would shit my pants I would imagine die. it would be one of the scariest things ever. You know what freaks me out in a plane though is because I'm not in a cockpit. Like if I'm in, a, have you ever been a passenger in a car and you start to get weirded out because people are driving and you're like, man, I just want to be in the driver's seat because you're making me uncomfortable. I feel that same way in planes. Like I just want to be in the cockpit. Like I'm not like nervous of planes, but if some shit went down, you would feel so vulnerable because you just can't do shit. Oh, dude, no. you're just back there. You are fucked in the air. That's <laughs> that's a real fear, sir. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a real fear. It's just but, like, if we're going to die, put me in the cockpit so I can at least see what's coming and then, you know. Yeah, but luckily for us, it's 2021. Planes are a lot more advanced and safe than they were back in the 70s, I imagine. Yes, they So they could are. probably handle a couple strikes of lightning. But. When there's lightning. So, those are kind of coincidental, and they're like, all right, that's kind of, you know, weird. But then, Gregory Peck has another flight to go on, of course, but. He canceled that one for some reason. Don't know why. Turns out that plane that he was supposed to be on crashed and everybody died on board. Some final destination shit, boy. Now, it doesn't stop there. It gets even more fucked up. That very plane. So what happened was the plane took off. It hit a flock of birds. And then it crashes at the end of the runway, towards the end of the runway into a road. And then it wrecks into a car, killing the people in the station wagon. It was a station wagon. So it crashed into a car? The plane did? The plane did. So the plane already killed everybody on board. Yeah. And then now it kills a a family in a station wagon. It gets even worse. The people in the station wagon are the mother and two children of the pilot Do we know that this wasn't intentional? He's not like this motherfucker she gives me one more goddamn well i was thinking about that so you have that crazy scenario where he's like fuck 
fuck this, I'm going to kill my wife and kids and everybody on this plane. Now that's some shit, boy. That is some heavy shit. I don't know what happened there. But it says it hit it hit a flock of birds. So I was like, okay, well, remember that movie Sully where he lands the plane in the Hudson River? Yes. They hit a flock of birds, but they still... Well, they had Tom Hanks on their plane, man. Right. You have Tom Hanks on your plane, you're going to land that bitch. But I'm like, a flock of birds will take out a plane? Like, how big was this plane? It's common, bro. Like, not common that it happens all the time, but that's how a lot of the motherfuckers go down, dude. The birds just go in the engine and fuck that thing up, but they go in all of them. Oh, okay. I, I think that's what happened with Sully. Like, they, they just fucked both engines. No, I think they only fucked one engine. Well, no, they, they fucked both, both engine, yeah. but he had one engine for a while. I think that's what kept him going, maybe. Dude, that's some shit. Anyway, I love Tom Hanks. Fuck, yeah, but fuck the QAnon people up. for trying to say he was a pedophile. Fuck that. I, I love know. Tom Hanks. He's my boy. What a bunch of assholes. But how fucked up is that? That is super. That's, that's crazy. Super crazy. That's very, okay, now it's getting very crazy, fucked up, crazy coincidental now. Like, that sounds like it was written in a story. Like, know. you know what I mean? Like, that exactly. sounds like a TV show that keeps yeah, you like and a... These are, and these are like, you know, the kind of deaths that are in the movie. Just natu- natural things like fucking freak accidents, right? So it doesn't stop there. So apparently the IRA, I have no clue what that is, but they were very active in London during that time. I guess they were terrorists or something or anti I don't know what the fuck they were. But they called it IRA. You can look that up. I don't know what that Iranian is. Iranian people. Oh, okay. Well, the Iranian people at that time were heavy in London. So they were staying at a hotel and a bomb goes off a block away from their hotel. Boom. Boom. Exactly. So you're like, that's kind of weird. But then they, the place that they blew up was the restaurant that they were scheduled to go be at. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? Actually, this? no, it's not It's not Iranian. I, I, I just did the Google set search. I just knew. You racist son of a bitch. I, I'm not racist. Were Climates racist. were not great with Iran and the United States in the 70s and 80s. So that's why I assumed that. Well, it, was but, a good, it was a good educated Bro, this, this, is, this is my people. This is the Irish Republican Army. Oh, okay. That's all right then. That's white people doing <laughs> White Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> they were really poor. A bunch of pissed time. off redheads blowing up pubs. They blew up pubs. What are you doing? That's like your favorite place. That's my favorite place. Yeah, what's going on with that? No, they were in really bad. They were in a bad way. Uh, Ireland was for a while, which is crazy to think there was like ghettos and shit. Like there was like gangs and shit. I don't know, just a wild thing to imagine. Right. So you got that going off. So then the now there's a scene in uh, this uh, motion picture Mm -hmm. where they go to a uh, safari park. You know where you drive your car through a zoo and. Shit like that, one of those places. Mm-hmm. So at the safari safari park, one of the park handlers, animal handlers, gets killed. How From did he an get animal? killed, you guess? Oh, yeah. He got eaten by a lion. Oh. What? And apparently, I don't know, they didn't really confirm it, but the alleged story is is that he left his like chambers open or something, and the lions came in and they fucking ate him. Idiot! I know. That's like rule number one. It's a lion, stupid. So, <laughs> so that's that's kind of crazy, too, that this weird shit is happening around them. Kind of. Yeah. So, But the most fucked up thing of it all was the most weirdest coincidental thing out of all of them, I think, is this last one that they talked about. So um, after they were done filming it, 
their special direct supervisor, I think his name was uh, John Richardson. He John gets in- Richardson. John Richardson, the special effects supervisor. I know him. I know that guy. So he gets into a car wreck with his fiance. Okay. His fiance gets decapitated. Jesus. So I was like, what does what do you mean by decapitated? Like how did you get decapitated, right? So then they said they compared it to one of the kills in the movie. Which is when the photographer the, he yes, gets his head sliced off. He gets his head sliced off by a big piece of glass, like clear off, like it's almost comical in some way. Glassed your ass. Yeah, straight slice his head off. Apparently, his fiance got her head chopped off in this car wreck. That's not a good oh thing. Oh my god, that's fucking freaky. Not only is freaky is it was right next to a sign that said Omen. It's spelled O M M E N. And it was 66.6 kilometers written on it. Well, at least she gave him head before he went, you know, went out. You know, that's not Probably why you got decapitated, but fuck, oh, yeah. I mean, you dude. got a couple minutes with that head there. Listen. Before the, anybody gets there. It's still warm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is You could just debate up. the fact that we were, you know. Dude. This is my wife. Now. I'm not a I'm not a very religious person or anything, but all those coincidences like that, yeah, that's they may, wild. They begin to make you think a little bit about something's fucked up here. Yeah, that's really wild, man. That's mm-hmm. just it gets to a point where it gets more than coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah. That's good research. I like what you did there. Yeah, and then apparently in that uh, documentary as well is there there's a male witch, which I didn't know males could be witches. <laughs> His lower third said witch. I thought they I were wizards. I am a witch. I thought they were wizards. I thought they were wizards too. I didn't I've never seen a male witch. Hey, for all of our Wiccan listeners, to my witches and wizards and Gryffindors, whatever the fuck you are, I need you guys to write in and let me know. If there's such thing as a male witch, because I've never heard of that. I thought yeah. they were called wizards. I'm not being or, satirical uh, or funny either. I want to know the ins and outs because I definitely did. I mean, you know, I'm into the horse shit. I like all kinds of freaky shit. I like all kinds of cool shit. But at the same time, I ain't never heard of a male witch. No, I've never heard of a male witch either. Nah, they're wizards, dog. That's what I thought, man. They're wizards. Yeah. Why didn't they put wizard? Well, maybe, it sound, maybe that sounds too Ku Klux Klan-y. Oh, no, maybe he identifies as Fucking a witch. Fucking Ku Klux Klan. Why the KKK have to take the wizard to wizard they would take some cornball at well the wizards wizards the fuck are you talking about why can't you just be lieutenant or corporal no i've said wizards man that's a that's a bold title excuse me wizard (laughs) excuse me mr wizard wizard marcus yeah okay you could roll with it that's cool so that is kind of a f- weird fact. I didn't know. I don't know. I, w- I do want to know more about that shit, though. Because I have met people that say they're witches and they're like cool people. Sure. Cool chicks. Like, they're just regular, normal people. Yeah. And they kind of do their shit. I don't know. Maybe they drink their teas and do their potpourris, have cats. I mean, it seems lonely. I don't know exactly what's all involved. But it's, you know, that's their thing. I You know, I like that. I'm very introverted, so I can dig that. I'm kind of a loud introvert once you get to know me. But I, I like my house. It's got all my stuff here, and I like to do all the things I do here, like uh, nothing. 
And it's fun, man. It's fun. You know, it, it, when you go outside, there's too much stuff out there going on, too many people's opinions, and too much stuff moving around. It better be pretty exciting if you're going to get me out of this house, aside from work. Until one day where you guys just let this be my only work, and I can just live in my house forever. And that's all I have to do. Now that would be fun, wouldn't it? The only time you go out is to the movies or on vacation. Picture show. I brought my wife to a picture show. I can't stop talking like him. I really need to stop. It's hard, man. It's it really, really hard. It really is hard. So I'm, I'm let drinking me ask a Kentucky you, uh, Mule over here. It's pretty good, Mark. Well, let me ask you this. You watched the original one, which is the one we're talking about recently, correct? Yeah. Now, I'm curious. I always like to ask you this. What is your favorite scene or part of The Omen? Hmm. So let's see here. What's my favorite scene and what's my favorite part? Well, it's, uh, it's one question. It's the same thing. Yeah, I know. I Depends know. on how you say it here. I know. I'm think I'm thinking here. I'm thinking about it. I definitely do like the hanging scene that's very abrupt, um, just not something that you're yeah, expecting. Dude, that thing is out of nowhere. Very capricious. It's just, I don't know, it's just strange. Um, it's just, There's no build-up. It's just kind of abrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that a lot. Let's think here. I'm trying to think of almost the comedic element because well, I do love I it. have one because you always know that I find one in every movie. You do find something that's funny. Although, yes, I do. <clears throat> Can I tell you about it? Yeah, real quick, I'm going to tell you my favorite. All right, go ahead. Because you have asked. Go ahead and interrupt me, you asshole. Go ahead. You asked me a question. I know, then you take forever. You You take forever to answer it. Look, Ozark Mark, all you've been doing is talking. I'm trying to help you out here. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Who are you talking to when you say that? Shut up. Look, Ozark Mark, the producer. Look, what is it? Tell me it. Please, please go. What I'm telling you is. Yes. There is a giant pole that is thrusted through a man. (laughs) And this man could easily, easily dodge this. He sees it get loose when it's falling from the top. And he has. But he does that classic horror where he's like, ah, like you can't move. You're frozen in fear. Like, bitch, step to the left. (laughs) This man had an easy six seconds to move out of the way of this falling javelin to his torso. Mm-hmm. And he just takes it. Oh, yeah, he does. He just takes it. Straight through his, like, shoulder, through his back, and oh. just pins him there like a statue. It's the worst looking. Oh, it's horrible. Oh. And he just takes it. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite. Have you ever looked at a church steeple the same way like that after you see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm very scared of them now because that did not look like a pleasant death. Getting pierced by a giant. It's either that. I either look at a church and I see that or I think of Assassin's Creed and I want to climb it. Ozark Mark, what's your – yeah, I agree with that. Assassin's Creed comment a lot. I see that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. You ever look at a church be like, I, I see how he could scale that. I can't do it. Oh, I no. know how a trained – assassin from the descendant of Altair can climb that. Ozark Mark and I were watching this shit where these assholes were climbing on top of these skyscrapers. Oh, yeah. Doing this parkour of, shit. A bunch of fucking turds. What? 
I was saying that the whole time, too. I'm like, these people are assholes. Oh, my goodness. It made my palm sweaty. That's where I found it was on the Sweaty Palm subreddit. Yeah. And these motherfuckers are, like, hopping on top of skyscraper, just doing shit that makes your stomach turn. I don't care if you're afraid of heights or not. It's just horrible. It's, I, fuck these people. Dude, I hope you, they you will, fall. You will watch it, and you will get pissed off at these people when you don't know who these people are. Like, why? One of them is going to fall and die. I hope when one of them falls, they fall in a way where they wreck the bottom half of their body and manage to survive just for, like, a, a couple minutes. Just to, to soak it in, like, yes, I'm stupid as shit. Yes. This was not a good move. Wow, dude. It, 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 it will piss you off when you watch it. <laughs> I'm telling you. It pisses me but, off. Mm-hmm. So, all right, the staple through the priest, okay. What's yours? I'll tell you mine. Now, if you don't get it initially, I'll explain to you why it's my favorite part, but I want you to see if you can kind of pick up on it, okay? So it's the scenes where Gregory and the photographer are on the hunt to figure out where the uh, child came from, right? Yeah. So they find their way back to the hospital where he got the baby initially. They find out that it's burnt down, or there was a fire there shortly after they left, I guess. It was like a year or something, and... Everything burnt down. It's gone. So he finds this nurse, and it's like for a minute straight, okay? He's trying to talk, ask this nurse questions, and she just shoot him down constantly. Like, they're getting nowhere. Well, there has to be some kind of records. No, no records. Everything burnt down. Like, she's getting pissed off and irritated with him. Just keep shutting him down. No connection, right? So then she, Gregory asks her, like, well, there should have been some, some survivors of the fire. And then she's like, see, yes, survivors, or whatever she said. Like, she agreed. So now they're finally getting on a subject here. And then they just keep building up with each other, right? (laughs) They just keep going. It's like, it was a black, it was a tall man, dark hair, and he had black eyes. Yeah, see, I remember that. He's like, does he, is he still a priest? Yeah. Is he still alive? Yes, he's still alive. (laughs) Like, they're like building it up. And then he asks her, he's like, is he still here? No. <laughs> no. She just goes just from up to here to way back right down where she started. Just no. Damn it, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that so funny you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because I instantly thought of that Spanish maid from Family Guy. The one who says, no, no, no. Superman not here. <laughs> we do not have no more lemon bridge. So he's... So, so he's He's still he's still here. No, no. <laughs> just out of nowhere, and I died laughing. Not to mention, I don't know what kind of elevators they had in there. You remember those elevators? Did yeah, you dog. That? that shit was weird. It's like a never-ending elevator. You just like wait two floors, and then you just step on, and then you're on a railing, and you say goodbye. Like, why do we not have those elevators here? Probably because people are stupid here, and they'll fucking die on them. We're not cool enough to have them. I don't think so. We, we're just not cool enough to have those kind of elevators. I you like ever, an escalator better than an elevator. You ever see old dogs in movies and think, man, that dog's been dead a long time. That dog that was in this movie died before we were born. I never thought of that before, no. It's never crossed <laughs> my mind. weird, though? Like, sometimes, because the animals don't have a long lifespan, and I'm sure these animals in films, for the most part... The bigger animals, like an elephant or something, I don't know. But, yeah, like, if you're a dog in a movie, chances are you have a pretty fucking pampered life. Sure. Um, 
<laughs> so that's fucking Rottweiler in this movie, 1976. Let's just say he's two. And let's just say he lived 12 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still died probably a year before I was born. Like, <laughs> that's just funny as shit to me when I see old animals in movies. Even like you watch them from the 90s and you're like, yep, that dog's gone. That dog from that movie that I love, he's dead. Homeward Bound, all those animals are dead as fuck. Ah, oh, fuck, they are. Beethoven, he's gone, bro. That's sad. I know. I'm really bringing the mood down here. I'm sorry, bro. I, I, let's let's bring the mood up, okay? okay. So Gregory Peck's son died. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh at that. <laughs> You're a bad person. And I am a bad person. <laughs> no, a horrible person. Stop it. No, but for real. Let the, I think the main thing that I really want to hammer out about this picture is the fact that if you go in, it's a director um, that just takes it very serious, you know. And this director is the one that did the Goonies. He did all kind of shit. So I had the burp again. I'm sorry. Richard Donner is the director in this. He did a lot. I mean, the Lethal Weapon did a decent amount of movies that were known, especially in this time frame. But like I said before, some of these directors, even Stanley Kubrick with The Shining, he wasn't a horror director. That wasn't his uh, forte, but he stepped out. And then some of these other directors and, you know, other directors see this and they say, oh, that's cool. It's not just a cheap drive-in movie to make a horror movie. You can make a scary movie be a serious picture. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. And yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, change from the usual what you're what you're used to when you think of a horror movie. Yeah, and if you're if you especially if you're this far into the podcast, I would assume that you're a fan of fucking movies. Okay, so that being said, I don't know your opinions on old movies, but I love old movies. <clears throat> I really do, and this one's just fun to watch. It's just neat. It's just neat to see how people talk, the old times, great actors. Mm-hmm. One thing great about old movies, you're not heavily relying on CGI and special cuts and sceneries, and I think sometimes you can lose a lot of character development with um scenery shots and things of that nature and old acting you have actors actresses and they're really selling it they're really selling it gregory peck i mean we've said his name a million times but he's not a horror actor it's not like he's vincent price or fucking robert england this is a serious actor a well-decorated awarded actor who said yep i'll do this picture okay that that and that kind of sells it man that gives you an authenticity that you wouldn't get uh when you see any kind of all-star lineup. I don't care if it's a basketball team, a baseball team, or a horror movie. It's for the fans. Like, if there's a horror movie coming out, it's like, oh, it's got Kane Hoddard, Robert England, you know, and uh, Doug Bradley, and then it's got Brad Dorff. It's got every horror person you can ever think of. That's for the fans. Mm-hmm. An everyday viewer is not going to watch that movie. And as someone who's not a fan of horror... The omen can easily slip into your lap. This is, um, I don't know how people watch movies anymore, but back when we had cable, the weekends were kind of a big deal. And for me, Sunday movies or Sunday movies were kind of a big deal. They'd have like these uh, movie matinees and shit on channel, you know, like the WB and shit or Fox 19 or like, you know, the Fox channel or whatever. And 
they would play old movies and even like movies like Misery. And some of these movies are just like Sunday movies to me. This is a great Sunday movie. It's a, I don't know. That might be very personal to myself, but I just, it's rich. It's a rich movie. Great character development, great acting. It's not hard on your eyes. It's not too overstimulating. It's real people, real shots. Um, and I kind of miss that. I'm not saying like the new Batman movies aren't sweet, but sometimes they're a little much, you know, or like, you know, you watch a superhero flick. There's a lot of moving. There's a lot of scenery and it's neat to watch. I'm not saying it's bad, but sometimes I just want to watch some acting. Yeah. I just want to watch people fucking acting, selling a scene. Don't give me any props. Don't give me any CGI or none of that scary shit. Give me somebody selling their heart. Um, so many people like movies, but they're like, oh, I wouldn't, they're acting, that's stupid, you know. No, man, that's a, that's a talent. When somebody can make you believe something, if you walk into the room and your wife is crying over a movie, picture that. That's not a real thing going on. These people are acting somewhere, and they had the, it's art, man. They had the ability to make you cry and believe the situation. That's pretty cool, man. And I think that's kind of lacking in movies these days. I'm not saying it's not out there. There's definitely good movies, but they just didn't really have a choice back in those days. You didn't have the, I mean, you're a producer, Mark. You know how it is. I wish those people would kind of step back a little. Like instead of like, hey, we're going to spend $100,000 on the sweet pan out drone shot of the city, save some of that money and put it into a better actor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause, I mean, you get lost in the characters. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they sell it very well. Oh, I love that. And, and I just love hearing how those old theater actors interact. They just portrayed it very different. They're not yeah. over animated, but just slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I don't need you. Stop. I'm trying to stop talking like him. <laughs> I can't stop talking like Gregory Peck. So what do you think? Um, is there a, a time where you feel like you could let me know things about you what you know? Because there is a time where I feel like I can let you know things. Okay? And I think it's right now. Oh my goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Welcome to the What Do You Know here. We're here to tell you A things, things you may or may not know about this movie. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. What do we know? What do we know Wait, what'd here? you say something is that... Hold on. What? This movie's called The Omen, right? Yeah, it's called you... The Omen. Oh yeah, that's right. Check this out, right? Check this out. I got this fact here. All right, so this this movie right here, this, uh, this uh, motion picture, this film... This uh, piece of art mm-hmm. had two different names other than the Omen. It wasn't originally called the Omen. Okay? What do you mean here? Well, I'm gonna tell you what I mean here. It was either gonna be called the Birthmark, the Birthmark. Yeah, the Birthmark. The Birth Ozark. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. That don't. It, it's too literal. Don't work. And then you have the Antichrist. Okay, that would that's work. That's way. That might work, but it's way too literal don't work so it could have been called the birthmark or the antichrist but they went with the omen and i think the omen was the best choice 
That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's what I know here. What do you know here? Okay, so I got a couple little things. So you want to hear what's fucking weird. That's fucking weird. So this is kind of a two-part fact here. So the little boy who played Damien, the scary... Dude, that guy, that kid is creepy as fuck, by the way. He is. He's He's like... Normally creepy. He's not over the top creepy. He's just like a creepy ass kid. Like they did a good job on picking this kid because you know there's some kids in the world. You look at them and you just want to slap the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Like I automatically look at this kid and I look at that kid and I say I don't like that fucking kid. There's something beat wrong the with shit that. Out of you, there's kid. something wrong with this little fucking raisin here. Yeah, there's something wrong with this little boy. But let me tell you, well, maybe you kind of helped answer this a little bit. So Okay, do go on, please. So Harvey Stevens is the name of the actor who played that little boy. And when they were in the selection process of picking up what little boy they wanted to pick for the movie, apparently this little boy, they told him, you know, they're acting, and they said, all right, now we want you to attack me. Come attack me. And they wanted to see, I guess, how he would look in a scene like that. So the little boy came up and punched the director in the nuts. And he says, all right, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, this Harvey Stevens, this little boy had blonde hair. They just liked the boy so much that they decided to dye his hair black and straighten it. You can't do that nowadays, can you? His hair Take wasn't, a four, no, no, his hair, his hair was like brown or something in this movie. No, they dyed it. His hair's fucking black, if you no, look at it. No, his hair was black in the, the remake, not the original, right? Yeah, no, it's brown. It's a, it's a dark, I mean, it's a really dark brown or black. It's uh, They yeah, said they dyed it black. Br- I think it's a dark brown. Well, it was blonde originally. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it definitely was not blonde. No, it was right not. Now. So isn't that kind of strange that they would do that to a four-year-old? Dye his fucking hair. What's the problem? It's not a big problem here. Well, it's not a big deal. The kid doesn't have no problems. He still sees with his eyes, don't he? (laughs) Look at you over there. You got eyes in your head. You don't see nothing. He's just a boy. He wants to change his hair color. No big deal. No big, no big. You know, I don't have no kind of judgment. My cousin Jerry, he used to go out on the weekends and he would tuck his patoo and he would do some dances and then... You know, we never judged him at all. It wasn't my problem. I didn't mind. You know, Jerry was a nice guy. But did he dye his hair, though? Oh, no. You should see this guy. He worked on fucking windows. He would wear wigs, but he'd work on windows, too. So in the weeks, he he would work on windows, and then in the weekends, he would tuck his ween-ween, and then he would go out do dances. He made good money. Jerry, he died. He died back in 94. I like Jerry. Okay? So if yeah, you he, wanna... was, uh, he was a good egg. Yeah, if you want to change, you know, what you want to do, no big deal. You know, that's just what I know. But That's here, cool. What else you know here? So there's a couple other things that, you know, you know, you were talking a little bit earlier. And this is what I do know. You said something about baboons. Well, yeah. About the monkeys the, so, with the huge red asses. Yeah, baboons. Yeah. So there's, you know, in this movie, what they do is they pull into this little, it's like a drive-through safari. And why people do that shit, I don't fucking know. They're wild animals. What are you fucking doing? Even if they're not, even if you got them in containment, it's a fucking giraffe. If he wants to move your car, all he has to do is flip it. The neck on these things, you should, Mark, you should see them. It's incredible. It's incredible. These it would things, really suck for a giraffe to have a sore throat. It would. Oh, it would. Man. Have you ever seen them things fight? They go boom, boom with their necks. It's, it's a big thing. The big one will take out the little one. Get all over the map with them things there. So they go to the zoo anyways. Long, anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the zoo. Yeah, in the zoo. They're driving through. Yeah. That shit was real. So what they did was they took a baby baboon. A baby baboon. And they put it in the car with that lady. 
okay? And then they put food all around a fucking car. So all these baboons start fucking attacking a car. And they see that they got the little baby inside there. So they start... So that lady was inside really freaking out. That wasn't fake. Yeah. So... You know, there's a lot of times where there's a supportment of a movement, and I don't agree, like, not that I don't agree with it, but usually I don't agree with the mouthpiece of it. So, the whole Me Too movement came out, and I totally agree with that. The ladies should be treated right in pictures, I guess some, but they, you know, it was more sexual what these ladies were talking about. But as a horror fan, I look back. You get all kinds of crazy shit, like Shelley Duvall in in The Shining. You know, Stanley Kubrick, he, like, really fucked with her. It was back in, come on, don't be a dumb broad. You know, get, like, like really fucked with the shit you couldn't do now. And she, I mean, you could tell in the fucking movie. Could you picture taking, like, you know, who's a big actress now? Who's who's an actress you see on the pictures? Who you see? Jennifer Aniston. Okay. You think Jennifer Aniston. Or Jackie from That 70s Show, whatever her name is. You're showing your age here, Mark, and that's okay. I'm showing mine, too. <laughs> I so, don't know her name. These shows are 20, 20, 30 years old. Not a big deal. Okay, Not a whatever, big, yeah. Not well, a big deal. Not a big deal. with this here? So you put Jennifer Aniston. You think you could put her in a car with a baby baboon and have real baboons attack her car? And you're not going to... You mean f- put her in there with a baby baboon? Baby fucking baboon. He's in there. That's he's, a lot of red asses. Oh, you know, the little car. fucking thing's probably in there squeaking up and he's screaming, so... You know. I, I always wondered how they did that though. How did they got the uh, baboons to uh, attack the car? Because it's, I mean, it's real. These it's ain't fake, fake baboons here. These are real, real giant ass baboons. It's it's actually pretty scary. I, I hope you guys watch that scene. Just YouTube that scene real quick. It is pretty fucking weird. And just know that that actually happened. So, those are some of the facts I know about the omen. Well, there you go. Boom. As you would say, boom. Boom! Well, there is, Mark. Those were some interesting facts. It's like this movie never ends about intel- intelligent things or something here. Yeah, it just, there's just all kinds of stuff that we know, and we're happy that you motherfuckers can come bullshit with us about movies. I mean, especially scary movies. Not even being corny. It's the thing that keeps my life going. It's the thing that makes my life complete aside from my family. But like me... That's a a good save there. No, well, I I think everyone should have that because it's your family. And you should love your family. But what does your family love you for? What are you? You're not your family. You know what I mean? So you have to be something of passion. You ever meet somebody that doesn't have passion with something? They just... Just like, come on, man. You have to like something. Give me... What are you, like Formula One racing? Give me anything, anything you like, and I will try to bullshit or at least look up a fact or two to try to spark a conversation with you. What, what kind of music you listen to? I don't really know. I don't really listen to anything. Seen any good movies lately? No, I'm not. I don't really watch many movies. What do you do? What is it you do? Are you passionate about anything? Do you beat off the horror movies? I, I, well, I don't. I mean, but even if you did, that's okay. Find something to beat off to in life. And that's what we're doing here. And we appreciate that you guys are here with us. <laughs> okay. So you did that thing, which you usually do if you haven't noticed. Uh, Christian Ramey goes off on tangents and he never shuts the fuck up. So all I got out of that is like, we're finding something to beat off to. Is that what I heard you say? No, 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 no. 
what I'm telling you. Okay, sum it up. For if me. you've made it, give me it, give me whatever you just ranted about. So in we one got sentence. these. I don't know who these people in Colorado are that are listening. Oh yeah, we like, Colorado. We're seeing people all across this they rock have, that's floating in space listening to the Sloppy Horror podcast. So they like have I'm to be saying, if you've made Colorado, it, Colorado to listen to this. Or I mean, the, I most definitely assume you're on drugs of some sort if you're listening, and yeah. that's okay. I am too. It's not a hey, big. Hey, I support it, man. It's not a biggie. Not a biggie. So what I want you to do is to join us more. I want you to give us a little feedback. I want you to tell us, hey, I like this movie. You should do an episode on this. Or maybe a topic. Maybe you want to, You got some horror shit you want to dig up. Maybe you got a good guest you want to send our way. Maybe you want to send nudes. All these things are fucking cool with me. You can do that at our email. You know about that, Ozark Mark? Can you tell him? Sure. I forgot it. I forgot it too. No, he didn't. It's the Sloppy Horror Podcast at Outlook.com if you have some recommendations. Outlook.com? Yeah. That's Outlook. An ancient email. Oh, well, it we came with it? my Microsoft. Uh, we have, I have Windows, Microsoft running. Do you, do you know of anybody who still has an AOL account? Yeah, but they've just had it for a while. Okay. Yeah, I know people with Yahoo G- or like Yahoo accounts. Still. I still got a Yahoo account. Nope, that's no. the junk email. That's where I have an email where I don't want. You know where you got to put in an email on something stupid and unimportant. Mm-hmm. That's a Yahoo email right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I use my a... Gmail to be professional. I got quite a few. So you guys can hit us up there. You know, we're not very active on the Twitter, but you can obviously get a hold of us there. Um, and it's it's at horror sloppy. You can find us there. Let us know how the hell you're feeling. It's the omen, man. It's all these all these pillars of horror. We're going to cover every single thing that we can. But it kind of leaves us to, I guess we have to rate this son of a bitch, right? Oh, yeah. Check this out. Sloppy horror rating, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, what'd you just do there? What I just did was that's the new jingle I made because I'm a fucking fantastic producer. So this is, I, I guess, I don't I know what we're going to call this. I all that, but I like that. I would that. just call this, you know, what do you rate this with Christian Ramey? Look. I don't know what it's called. Look, basically is what is your rating? The sloppy horror, rating. Horror, sloppy, no, sloppy horror, yeah, sloppy horror rating of this movie, The Omen, 1976. So let's walk through right. this. Is that when it was made? Seventy six. Seventy six. You are yeah, correct. So let's walk through this. The Omen rating. Go, Christian Ramey. So let's walk through this. For you guys unfamiliar with our rating Action! system, we have a few different categories here. So we have three categories that are worth three points. Okay. We have casting. We have kills, and we have fear. Then there's one final category of fucks with it. Do I fucks with it or not? And that's just one point. Okay. So let's talk about casting. That's huge in a, in a horror movie, any movie, really. But in a horror movie, if I can believe these people, um, even if it's a cheap, campy horror flick, is it a believable character? Is it, even if it's like kind of character acting, does it work? Okay, I think you can tell throughout how we've been talking about this movie that the casting is out of this world. This was casted like it was a... like. Not The Godfather or something, but it, this was casted like a, an this Oscar. This was casted like it was a masterpiece. Yes, like it was supposed to be a serious movie. This movie, I wish I could give it a four out of three. This movie is a three out of three on casting, and I really, 
really mean that. These were people who knew what they were doing. These weren't teen heartthrobs. These were people with long dicks. This is a three the fuck out of three on casting, okay? And tight vagina lips. Yes. Don't forget about those. Let's move to the next category. That's three out of three for casting. Now we're going on to... The kills? And my kills... Will you let me say it, damn it? Now we're... Damn it, now I gotta restart. Now I gotta get my whole vibe over again. Now we are going to the kills. Christian Ramey... Take it away. So, kills. Someone murder themselves. Jump off the top of a building. Look very realistic. That's pretty awesome. Pretty sweet. We have a pole going through somebody's fucking body. Just ripping through. We have someone's head being cut off. We have people falling to their death. Man. Those are some pretty give creative this, kills, sir. I'm going to give I'd this say. a two and a half out of three. What's it going to take to get three? More of them. More of them? More yeah, of them. There's only like four deaths, maybe. Yes, and and I, maybe because I'm a, a, a child of the slasher, I'm just spoiled with kill, you know, the kills, and I want a, a large count generally. Sure. But I'm going to give this a two and a half because I do love – all of these kills, but the gore was not overkill, which is nice because sometimes you go too over gory, it becomes comedy. But it was so tasteful that it was almost artistic, and which is very nice. I very much like that. But I'm giving it a two and a half, which puts us at a five and a half altogether. Two and a half stars for the kills. That brings us to. 5.5 points so far. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are still with us, we are going on to fear. Okay. Take it away, Christian Remy. So here's our fear. This movie is scary, Mark. This movie is scary. The nanny is scary. You're not expecting the horror. I don't know, 2021, a new person watching it, a young person, if they're going to be terrified. But for when it came out, to how it holds up. I think the reputation of the movie also adds to some of the fear of it when you think about it. I want to give this a one and a half, Mark. It's 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 just right there. It's halfway. It's I think halfway. it's kind of dis- more kind of like disturbing at some points than it is maybe scary. Mm-hmm. I think if you asked me this in '76, I'd say two and a half. But since it's aged, we will say it's at one and a half. It's just enough to be creepy enough. It does make the wheels turn a little bit. It does get you kind of like ah, but it's not enough for you to turn on all your lights in your house. So I'm going to one and a half on that. So what does that bring us? Well, that would bring us to seven points out of ten. We have one category left, and that is the category of do I fucks with it. So Christian Ramey, take it away. Hate this goddamn movie. Actually, yes, I do. I like it. I do. So, that's it. Honestly, man, I'm such a slut for scary movies. There's just a, there's very few that I don't fucks with, especially when we're talking pillars here. So, absolutely, man, this is an eight out of ten horror movie, hands down. Eight out of ten. 
That's eight, a very fair score of it, I believe. Yes, eight out of ten. I agree with you there. And if you don't like this opinion, go fuck yourself. And at the same time, it's only my opinion, so it's not anything. But and if what you we don't think. like our opinion, we'll go fuck ourselves. It's it's full circle here, mm-hmm, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I sometimes I, I like to fuck myself. Oh, I do absolutely. it. I've done it twice since we've been talking. I've been masturbating and podcasting at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, folks, get out there, watch The Omen, do yourself a favor. It's a great weekend movie. It's a great comfy movie. If you, uh, it's it's a little lengthy. This is a sweatpants movie. This is sweatpants, ice cream. Get comfy, which is significant other. Try to keep the private parts out of their mouth, your mouth, I should say, and just watch the movie. Don't do that. Don't do that to The Omen. Don't put it on with your significant other and get carried away. And if you do, press pause or put on some music. Don't skip the movie. Because then you might have that awkward part where you're in it and you look over, it's a strange part, and you both like kind of want to watch, and you kind of are, but like you're trying to be committed. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Just enter or the game's on. You know, wh- whatever's going on. Don't do that with the omen, okay? No private parts in the mouth. No touching. No weird stuff. Sit on separate couches if you have to, or wait till that time of the month. This is a great time for that movie. Okay, <laughs> it's a great time of the month movie. <laughs> <laughs> no funny play or malarkey or horse play. You, no Netflixing and chilling. You're just omening. All right. You're just omening. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely a plus on there. So I, you guys still better get a hold of us. You know, everybody's been great. I've been loving all the response that we've been getting, all the listeners. We very much appreciate you guys. We're going to keep rocking and rolling, man. Next, that, next week, you guys are in for a little surprise. I'm not telling you right now. I'm not fucking telling you because it's going to be such a big deal. Okay? Are you guys ready for some stuff? This is about to get really big. We're about to get connected a lot bigger here. A lot, a lot more platforms. You're going to be able to fucking watch us. And the next week's episode, you're going to be pretty pumped up. It's Ozark Mark. He's been bitching and bitching and bitching to do this episode. So we're going to do it because we both love the movie. I ain't been bitching about nothing, bitch. He... See, I could call you a bitch. Is that fine? Can yeah, you can call, call you me a bitch. bitch. Yes. I ain't been bitching about nothing. Yeah, that's fine. He... He kind of has though. So the episode <laughs> the that he wants up. to do, no, I haven't. We're gonna do that one. So it's Christy big. It's Ramey's a big deal. Bitching way more than I have, guys, about everything else because he doesn't know how to do all this technical stuff That's very true. well, like I can. So he's bitching about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna make it great. You shut up and you just clean children's poop off of toilets with bleach and you worry about your life and I'll take care of this. Yeah, he's he's teasing me because that happened the other day when I was FaceTiming Mark. The child shit all over the toilet. Like, it was a bad <laughs> disaster. I don't mean to be graphic, but you're listening to I a horror movie podcast. You, so, But I love hearing about other people's misfortune. Does that make me a bad person? Oh, no. I had to laugh, too. Fuck, yeah, I was dude. laughing at myself. <laughs> Like, dude, it was—it was just—it was a bad situation. But Sorry, it, I get the same thing because I don't have any kids, obviously, but I have animals. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. It's the equivalent to me, like stepping in fresh cat puke in the morning and barefoot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Or when the diarrhea and they shit all over the rug. At least it was on a toilet, for the most part, from what I've heard. So yes. It's kind of like an easier cleanup. But mm-hmm. that's, a great, that's a great—that's a great thing to uh, end the podcast on. Is uh. 
Yeah, so all you parents Children out there, you have fun. In between your wiping asses and wiping noses and feeding kids and giving them fruit snacks and all that shit, watch The Omen or watch it with them. Maybe they'll go to bed. You know, that's I like to spice it up for my kids. Hey, you better quit fucking around. You better quit fucking around. Oh, you know about Leatherface? You know about Leatherface? You used to have a brother. He's dead now because of Leatherface. Look him up. That's what I tell my kids. Oh, do you want to watch The Shining? Then maybe you should shut the fuck up and do the dishes. They're like, I don't even know what that means, Dad. And this is Parenting with Christian Ramey. Yeah. What's up, dog? What's up? You're not even that cool. You ain't smoking cigarettes and shit. I was smoking cigs when I was kids. You want to smoke cigs? Here's a cig. I give them cigs all the time. My kids smoke cigs. They drink. But that's what I do with my kids. You can raise yours how you want. Mine are straight-A students that smoke and drink. I got a fourth grader. He gets high. He does meth. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Don't judge me or my fucking life, Mark. You're looking over there with your judging eyes like I'm a bad parent. You can't even see me. Look, I'm not a bad parent, okay? Just let them do what they want, okay? I didn't, look, man, all right. I don't know where you're going with this. You're, you're, going, you're going way out of left field here, all right? Oh, I'm in what left I'm field? Saying... <laughs> oh, I'm in left field? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, I'm in left field? <laughs> Look, brother, I'm on the ice, and I'm checking the puck. Everybody right now is having a flashback at some point in their life, and they've been in a conversation with somebody, and they've said something. You know, I don't even have to explain it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, The Omen, watch it. And with that being said... Let your kids do math. (laughs) Just the liquid kind. Or just the Ritalin, you know, do that. Pump them up with that because that's actually methamphetamines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're not leaving. We're not leaving. Yeah, we are. We can't go. Why not? I'm stuck here. Why? I mean, I don't know. All right. Okay. Hey. What? You guys stick around. Come back next week. This is the Sloppy Horror Podcast. (laughs) 